I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. There must have been a eureka moment back in the late 1800s when investigating an infection in the French wine industry, Louis Pasteur happened upon the discovery of microorganisms. He must have felt that jolt of thrill of realizing that he'd stumbled upon something really monumental. He was perfectly aware of the concurrent research being conducted by rival French scientists, including the extraordinary Antoine Béchamp and even Pasteur's great friend, Claude Bernard. The separator of the waters between them, something that came to be as contentious as the war of the currents between Tesla and Edison, was that his scientific rivals had reached the opposite conclusion. The body does not get sick as a consequence of an invasion of microbes from outside, but is instead sick in the internal system of the organism. Microbes appear as a consequence, not the cause of disease. Pasteur's self-marketing won the day, however, and his discovery underlies all of the paranoia and fear around contagions. Calming pandemic hysteria, today, on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Our podcasts are still freely available wherever fine podcasts are found. I try to keep it that way, and anybody who produces a podcast knows the work that goes into producing one of these babies. A lot. A podcast is a harsh mistress, as my good friend Terry O'Reilly likes to say. Terry's the host of the very fine CBC program, Under the Influence. So what helps us to keep going is your feedback on the shows. Do drop me a line when you can. Let me know you're tuned in and what you're thinking about the shows. That would be very much appreciated. Rich at richjonesvoice.com is my email. So even I, who didn't pay as much attention as I should have in my high school biology classes, knows the name of Louis Pasteur and some rudimentary facts about him. I kind of know what pasteurization is and certainly know of the existence of vaccines. I had a brutal typhoid vaccination back in my 20s when I was preparing to travel to southern Europe, and I clearly remember not being able to lift my arm for, <laughs> felt like about a week. If that's the uncomfortableness of the vaccine, I can scarcely imagine the discomfort of the actual disease. But in the past 25 years or so, I've come across some alternative perspectives on disease that have thrown into doubt the minimal science I learned back at school. There were two significant marks in the sand for me. One was meeting Dr. Norberto Kepi 18 or so years ago. Kepi is, in my view, the preeminent psychosomatic practitioner in the world today. The second was meeting the extraordinary Colombian medical doctor, Roberto Giraldo, whom I met here in Brazil at Kepi's clinic about five or six years ago. Giraldo died last year, and I miss him immensely. He turned me on to the lost chapter in biology that was the differing view from Pasteur being developed principally by Antoine Béchamp. Béchamp was a scientist of the highest order. Uh, he, unlike Pasteur, was a medical doctor. His studies led him to diametrically oppose Pasteur's conclusions, something that hurt his career irreparably when Pasteur's germ theory won the day. Denying that bacteria could invade a healthy animal and cause disease, Béchamp instead claimed that internal conditions could destabilize a person's immunity, and that would lead to disease. He was dismissed, in the end, to the great detriment of medical science, in my view. Today, 
Kepi and my colleague on these podcasts, Claudia Bernhardt-Pacheco, are continuing and advancing significantly the science of psychosomatic medicine through the Kepi and Pacheco Trilogical College here in Brazil. We'll explore their view and try to calm this pandemic hysteria when thinking with somebody else's head returns in just a moment. Home to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head and Healing Through Consciousness. This is the Stock Radio Network. I remember a client, she has an ear problem, the syndrome. When the person starts to get deaf. A landmark psychological science that helps us understand physical disease. But with analysis, the syndrome stopped developing. And helps solve it without drugs or surgery. The doctors told her, now you are a healthy person. Take back your normal life. Healing Through Consciousness by Claudia Bernhard Pacheco is a profound book loaded with case studies that explain the root cause of our health problems. And this morning, she woke up with a heavy heart, as if she was expecting something different from the doctor. And what we can do to really solve them, not just take away the symptoms. So the most difficult aspect is for her to even suspect that she has an inner life that she's not aware of. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco's Healing Through Consciousness, the revolutionary scientific method that treats both mental and physical illness through dialogue alone, making clinical treatment, medicines, and hospitalization unnecessary. Buy Healing Through Consciousness today in the bookstore at stop.org.br. True illness is the attempt to create what was never meant to exist. Norberto Capi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network. Welcome back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network in Spotify, iTunes podcasts, everywhere good podcasts are heard. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. And um, I'm with Dr. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco, and I've been talking all week, last week too, about this coronavirus in my classes. And there's something that struck me. I was, I was asking my students today, because there's, there's such a, a hysteria around this, Claudia. They've closed Italy, closed the borders. Um, I've heard stories of executive travel in the United States being canceled for the next month and a half. Um, there's, there are companies in New York, I understand, uh, suggesting that their people don't come to the office. So I, I think there's like, I wanted to, to try to get to the mentality behind this, not the, the conspiracy theory, but the, the thinking, although maybe a conspiracy too, that's <laughs> certainly possible, but the mindset that makes this fear escalate like you're lighting a match to gasoline. Um, there's a scientific theory and mentality that, that's behind all of this, putting alcohol gel on our hands 20 times a day, uh, recommending we don't shake hands anymore, or that restaurant tables are separated by more distance and companies forcing people to work from home. I, I wanted to try to come to this science that's behind this because I think this is a fundamental point. If, if there wasn't this scientific view we wouldn't be following all of this advice so easily. 
and uh, doing all of the things that are supposed to be done to protect us. So in, in an article you wrote in our latest newspaper, you talked about this as being disease as an attitude, as a philosophy of life, and how Dr. Kepi has introduced this innovative concept that our diseases come from attitudes we adopt in life. They don't have an existence in themselves. Could we start there? Would that be a good place to start? I notice you're making notes furiously as I speak. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> no, because great. I don't want to lose my... Yeah, your, your train of thought, of yeah. course. I think, Richard, when we speak about this epidemics mm. and about health and people interested about health, we enter in, a, a, in, a, in an area which is very much um, dangerous <laughs> like uh, because it increases or triggers the feelings of paranoia of yeah, people. This is for sure. Yeah. So we, we could speak about the sociopathological point of view, social point of view, and the psychopathological or psychoenergetic point of view, and then discuss a little bit about health, uh, what gives us health, physical, mental, and long, long-term lives, yeah. if you are going to live longer or not, yeah. how these things work. Because one of the things I've noticed, Claudia, is that, that the, when they focus on these pandemics or epidemics, they focus on the two aspects that are part of the what they consider the science of epidemic medicine, the virus or the thing, the thing that supposed Viruses, to... Viruses, yeah. bacteria. Yeah. And the means of transmission. Okay, this time it's through the... They say through the bats, whatever it is, through oh, the blood. Through the, yeah, this is ridiculous, of course, but whatever it is that's bringing it. But they never talk very often in the media about the third part, which is the susceptibility of the host, person yeah. who accepts the. So this is the part you want when to get to. When you see a, a movement like, like what you said in China, now in Italy, and all over the world, the organization of... OMS. The World Health Organization. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all the media involved. You can sense that there is something much bigger behind. In this situation where you find a virus that is much less harmful and lethal than the other ones. H1N1. Yeah, all this. Yeah, the Ebola. Much more dangerous, if you if you want to say that. This is much softer in terms of danger of harm that it could create. And the cases, the vast majority of people that died, died of other for other reasons, Mm -hmm. like. Seventy um, percent, or something like this, are older than eighty. They are older people that have already diseases. They are weak. So, uh, what could you say? Uh, they could have something that would weaken a little bit their immune system, and they would die for other reasons. Very, very few young people 
could die of this coronavirus. Children, we don't have any case of children dying of this coronavirus. So you see that there is something behind. Some people investigate or they wonder, would this be because this power of the world, this elite, the economic powerful and the political powerful, what might be their interest in, yeah. in doing this, causing this hysteria all over the world for with something that is so innocuous, almost no children died of this disease. Yeah, it's, it's obvious it's the the system is the whatever it is is attacking the people who are older and there's and they are sick already and and sick already yeah. weakened already and there's no way really to even prove that it's the virus that killed them it could be something else that killed them I mean they could have died because they were weakened it's yeah. like AIDS you so know? what you, could be their interest what could be the to interest play of these with powerful? the stock market yeah to bring uh, the stock market down this is happening and manipulate the stocks. Buy them when they are very, very cheap, and then later on have all the power. Which happened in 1929 is and, exactly what happened. And they say China got an enormous advantage of this crisis because they were top number one news in the world, and they gained a lot of money with this first. Second, they bought the, the stocks of the companies that are installed in China, and they they had um, several companies, European, American companies. And they, they bought for what the, you say in Brazil the price of a banana, right? Yeah. Now <laughs> they yeah. So they took the power of most of the companies inside China. I've heard that too. So this is one. Some people comment on this. Uh, they can hide other major problems with this. They can hide recession, they can hide climate change problems, horrible problems we are facing in the planet. They can hide many, many other problems, like oil going down and the crisis of oil. So they hide everything with this. Yeah, because everybody's attention is focused only on this and everything else is yes. forgotten, lost, right? Yes. Yeah. They can stop the velocity of the production uh, if it's like a huge bubble in the in this global market and they don't know how to bring things down with the speculation and this bubble. This is the best way to bring peop this bubble down if they sh shut off all activities in, in the countries. Economy it needs to stop, to stop producing, to stop selling, stop... The, the, the stock market. So this is a way to deal with bubbles, yeah, they call economic it to, bubbles. To cool off the market, right? To One of the cool ways off that, the market. Yeah. It's, it's just too inflationary. It's too, exactly. going too fast, yeah. So they can do a lot of things using this. And never, they will never say the, the real reason for this. Now we have the other side of the coin, which is the people. And how psychopathology enters in this game. Mm which is people normally, they suffer from this problem of nocebo is the opposite of placebo. We call this an inverted placebo. Inverted I think placebo, be, yeah. which is uh, if you think or if you are afraid of becoming ill, you generate an energy inside of your organism that will create symptoms and create diseases. 
let me, let me tell you specifically how that happens because I've experienced that in my own life. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. In two, I'll give you two examples. When Dr. Roberto Giraldo was here, an infectologist, a specialist in infectious medicine, he said that in Mexico, when they had the outbreak of the swine flu, mm-hmm. the president of Mexico went on the radio, mm-hmm. and he said, we have a serious problem, and here are the symptoms. Within three hours, all the hospitals were full. Because once you mention the symptom, you start thinking you have it. I used to work on medical translations here, Claudia, when we had a translation company. And I would, if I got a translation about breast cancer or arthritis, things that I don't have, I could do easily. But if I got a translation about prostate problems, and they started to say, well, you know, sometimes difficulties urinating at night, sometimes you wake up two or three times. And I start thinking, oh, gee, that's sometimes <laughs> that happens to me. Maybe I, gotta, maybe I have a prostate problem. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It's exactly what happens. The suggestion of the yes. symptom, yes. if you're susceptible, you start to follow that. Oh, my God, I'm And do you realize cancer. this is energetic? This is a? Energetic. Totally energetic. It's energy. Energy of thoughts, energy of feelings. This is energy, and so if, if then you 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 ask me, come on, Claudia. So there are symptoms that can be faked, but what about the other diseases? They are real, or they are suggestions. Mm. So <laughs> then we come to a, a major point: all diseases. They come from distortions of energy. These distortions of energy, they can be created by our own thoughts, feelings. Most of them are created by this energetic distortions uh, from tumors to diabetes to uh, circulatory problems. Autoimmune diseases, obviously. Even more autoimmune diseases, infections. Infections. You could say that a healthy organism, well-balanced, energetically well-balanced, has all the means they need to keep healthy, keep in good form. Yeah, of course. Uh, There is no disease even, look, pay attention, even microorganisms, even... I'm not speaking about bacteria because we will speak about bacteria and the understanding of bacteria and viruses. But you can name like this germs in terms of um, small organisms. Invading uh, the body. Parasites. They can and they do invade the body of many people many times, but some people have defenses and expel this organism, this foreign organism. And other people don't. And, and these um, this invaders, they end up by being expelled in, in some cases or creating their own kind of environment inside the body and creating symptoms and diseases. So what I'm saying is that a healthy organism has defenses enough, should have, by nature, to protect themselves. Now, energetic things or things that uh, bring down our energy, our energetic balance, they can 
not only create diseases inside our bodies by ourselves, our own organism, create diseases, tumors and all these other diseases, cancer, pneumonia, all. Or they can receive like a hostage from outside, which is a stranger and can... Take For over. sure, take over, take over the, the organism, the system. The system. Now, let's speak a little bit about bacteria and viruses. Are the bacteria real? Do they harm us or they don't? In the late 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, some geniuses like Dr. Bichon, Enderlein, Antoine Béchamp, Antoine Béchamp, Enderlein, Enderlein, and Nessin are three major names. And Claude Bernard too, right? Bernard. Claude Bernard, he was he was also a genius, and he he was the the main developer of this notion of the milieu. Interior. Yep. The interior milieu, the interior environment. environment yeah. yeah. So uh, they, all of those scientists, through their researches in this dark field microscopes, what did they see? They found out we have very important elements in our being called. Microzymes. Microzymes, I think. This is um, Antoine Béchamp's name, microzymes. Yes. And they have other names for mm-hmm. this, but it's the same element. It's like a, a, like a basic brick of all beings. You can find this also in ve- vegetables, in plants, in, even in, in stones, in minerals. Uh, it's like a basic brick. Energetic brick of life. I think uh, I think Béchamp called it the third element of the blood, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the and you don't find it only in the blood. No. You find it okay. everywhere. Yeah. But in the blood, they are present. Yeah. So, these elements, if our organism is threatened, they develop themselves to protect our bodies and to expel. The uh, intruder, I guess. Intruders or the danger or the symptom. What is going wrong? For instance, if you have a a red blood cell that is energetically deformed, they can deform their membrana. Mm -hmm. They can um, adapt themselves, try to adapt themselves to to this change in, in the energy of the, the blood. So they deform themselves. And these microzymes, microzymas, they go inside the red cell. We call it in Portuguese hemácias, ou glóbulos vermelhos. The red blood cells, yeah. And they enter the hemácia, or the uh, uh, glóbulos vermelhos, yeah. and, and they reestablish the balance. If they cannot do this, they dissolve. They help to dissolve this uh, sick emasia or the sick cell cell of the blood. So they have a a role to correct or to destroy what is wrong. 
these microzymas, they can develop into bacteria. And this development is uh, achieved or is, uh, happens inside the body, not outside. Right. So As a response some, to something. A response, a defense. It's a development, like the viruses also. They are a development, energetic development of the body to try to reestablish the balance in the harmony of the body. That's why uh, when, you, when you hear people saying, uh, he was infected by some bacterias, this idea of being infected by something coming from outside came from Pasteur. Yeah. And this led to the creation of the big pharma. The chemicals they say they use or they, they claim heals people. Yeah, to fight the invading bacteria or virus or fungus or yes. germ. Because when you are sick because of some energetic imbalance and your body is threatened, the body creates bacteria to try to defend. So they, they invert the cause for the symptom. Yeah. They invert. Yeah. They see something causing the disease and the symptoms. Bacteria causes the, the, the disease or the symptom. Yeah. And not that they are present in the sick organism. Yeah. The organism is sick. Well, this is what I was talking about at the beginning. So this is the bacteria mentality. are a consequence, yes. not a cause. Yes, yes. This is what I was getting at before, this mentality we have that's uh, adding to this incredible fire, uh, forest fire of ideas, you know, like throwing gas on the fire, is this idea, that the, the inverted idea that the disease is something from outside invading yes, us. Yes, for sure, paranoia. And, yeah, para, big paranoia. And this paranoia creates uh, an More energetic disease. imbalance. yeah. yeah. And people get sick, yeah. really get sick. You can see that. And you have the symptoms. And then you can develop bacteria inside your body to try to reestablish the, well, we've, we, the, we've, we've the balance. The balance, yes. We've seen these microzymes in some of the, the films that have been made in our psychosomatic department here of the blood where through this dark field microscope. You see the red blood cells and the white blood cells. By the way, a person who's very... Um, let's say, energetically blocked, their white blood cells are almost not moving. Yes. There's almost no activity there. They're almost stopped. So mm -hmm. you could suggest that means that their immune system is not operating at full capacity. Mm -hmm. And then there's these little microzymes. They look like little, uh, little spec specks of light vibrating and moving in the blood. And uh, the healthier the person, as I understand it, the more we see this microzyme activity you're talking about, which is to repair mm -hmm. or to fix the system. And if the system is particularly sick, those microzymes can't do their job or they begin to act against the body. Is that what you're suggesting? Not against. Not against. Never. Not never. Okay. Uh, a they... symptom is always an attempt to reestablish balance. Rest okay. All right. Dominion intérieur. All right to reestablish the balance of the milieu antérieur, yeah, the which Claude Bernard used to speak the, about. The, inter the interior environment, the um, environment the, of the organism. Yeah. And the root is always energetic. So we, we never have um, well, an autoimmune disease is when the body begins to attack itself. Yes. 
in order to try to restore yes. some kind of balance. Yeah. Got it. Which is most of the time is uh, psychological, sometimes psychosocial. Like this idea of pandemia is a psychosocial disease, creating diseases to people yeah. because it's, it involves the resonance of more people and the environment, uh, like an atom bomb, it creates an, uh, an energetic imbalance. Yeah. And it can hit your body yeah. drastically yeah. Uh, because of this intoxication. But it's always involving energy. Now, the defenses, they come always from within. And the uh, energetic imbalance, most of the time, comes from within. And here... We remember what Jesus Christ said. It's not what you eat and what comes from outside to your inside. Like you, what you eat, what you take in. But it's mostly what you say, what comes from within <laughs> yeah, to goes out. Out, yeah. Goes out <laughs> yeah. from you. In verbal or uh, yeah. emotional, energetic. Exactly that. So this is the root and the key and the wisdom to understand the true medicine, the true medicine. Medicine of the soul, as Dr. Kepi calls it. Yes. And healing through consciousness, as yes. you call it. Yes, and energetic medicine, if you may say it yeah. also. Yeah. So our media is playing a very, very bad role. Horrible. Yeah. The media, the authorities, this panic. I can tell you, these people falling sick one after the other, it's mostly because of this resonance, resonating energy that comes from, and they contaminate. These, sure. these sure. ideas contaminate. It's like a Woody Allen movie, you know. Woody Allen, he reads about a new symptom. Uh -huh. And he suddenly starts thinking, oh, my God, I have cancer. He takes the job. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, he does it as a comedy. Mm -hmm. But it's like this. The human being is like that. You read about a symptom, and then you start to vibrate with yeah. that condition. And as we said here one time, Richard, or more than one time, doctors, they tend to die or to develop a disease that they are experts in. Yeah. They study that. They live with people that have this disease. So they kind of resonate with this, and many of them end up by developing this kind of disease. What we're talking about here are the false foundations of medicine, based on Pasteur, who maintained that disease comes from an invasion of microbes from outside. What's been erased from medical science is the incredible work of scientists like Antoine Béchamp and Gunter Enderlein and Claude Bernard, who collectively concluded the opposite. Disease comes from a weakening of the internal environment. A lost chapter in biology, it's been called, and this scientific wisdom is being rescued now by Norberto Kepi. Exactly what we need now to calm the paranoia and fear of pandemics. That's our program for this time. Talk to you next week on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to the Stop Radio Network. We broadcast from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And our programs, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head and Healing Through Consciousness, offer the most relevant conversations around about the state of our world and what we can do to make it better. Thanks for tuning in. I remember the book Glorification that Dr. Kepi wrote. I was with him many of the nights or days where he got those inspirations from God. And it was a necessity for him to write what he received. So the book was totally written 
under inspiration. But it's not only a theological book, it's mostly a scientific book, very therapeutic book, very beautiful, by the way. And he used to wake up during the night, two, three in the morning, and he said, let's go to the top of the mountain. And we were watching the sky in this dark night with no interference, so you could transcend the sky and see heaven through it. Oh my God, you could adapt the writings that he did with the music of Beethoven. And this would be a trilogy of his writings and the music. It would be heaven. Norberto Kepi's Glorification, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network.